It's the Hats Off Gloves Off podcast with Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. Hey, hey, boys and girls, welcome back to the Drag Queen Story Hour. That is Hats Off Gloves Off podcast. It's me, Mitchell Phillips. Spencer Callender. Oh, got a little raspy. Yeah, in the we're, voice. we're coming in. Drag Queen karaoke stories, whatever you got. He was still working on his lady voice. That's why he was a little raspy yeah. coming in. Hey, children. Hi, boys and girls. <laughs> now, ignore my butthole while I read you the, the hung, very hungry caterpillar. Um, you know the deal. Pats on the back, pats on the fanny, finger pointing, finger blast, and the yin and yang of podcasts. We are back. We are working on a video element again. You know the deal. Uh, keep getting shuffled out of, uh, of our locations. Where I feel like. Uh, feel like jews you know what i mean we're constantly being kicked out of where we're just trying to prosper you oh know? you feel like one yeah these pogroms were constantly on we had to, we were on top of the capitol records building for a little while then we had to do that airplane hangar outside area 51 yeah we're developing empathy now uh somewhere in an undisclosed location outside somewhere uh what i believe based on uh creeps on the internet told me it was somewhere in moab utah i don't know i had to check the stills well, yeah, and I just, we kind of know what it's like to be, you know, unhoused in the city. They get shuffled around a lot. We had to go to, like, three different uh, ranches near Joshua Tree to of record course. that one time. Yeah, there was a, oh, when we did made that field trip, we recorded out of Fort Knox. To, but it was nice because we got to see where the hard copies of our podcast are stored, right next to all the most precious gold <laughs> in the world. So that's nice. They let us touch some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, we had to wear white gloves, but I, I, I carry my own pair on me, and that's for everybody who's made fun of me. Mitch, why do you always carry those white gloves? Or what are you, an auctioneer or something? I said, you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh one of these days when we, we, we start seeing all that gold in those hard drives with Hogo archives on it. I and, did kind of feel dumb not having my own. I had to get that, that loner pair that had Sharpie on it. Yep. Someone had to write their name. It's no bueno. And the guy with straight edge, too, had the Sharpie X on the back. <laughs> So you're not only wearing shared gloves, you're wearing nerd gloves. Yeah, the hardcore scene's crazy at Fort Knox. I had no idea. Oh, open up that fucking pit, dude. Scene. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard clearance to get in, but the shows are like none other. Um, you guys know the deal. If you do a good, you get a good. If you do a bad, we let you know it too. Uh, you got anything hot? Something you want to get off your chest? I know you had multiple stories. Sure. I mean, I've got. I'm, I'm feeling bad for the city of Chicago. Uh oh. Is this a uh, related? There's, uh, yeah, that's, that's in there for sure. <laughs> Those people showed up. Those people showed up because, I mean, I went to Chicago. I had an unbelievable time. I must have avoided the parts that had insane crime. Oh, of course. It's a big city. You know, I also went pre-COVID. I know it's just always been wild, you know, in certain parts of Chicago. Yeah, you should see the untouchables. <laughs> yeah. I just found out about that Al Capone guy. Nuts what he did. Yeah. But they have a river, too. That's nice. I always liked uh, Chicago based solely off of the Tony Hawk games because there was the level where, like, the bridges would go up and you could jump the river. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, you graffiti the bridge. I probably got jumped over because I rode one of those tourist boats around on the river, you know, looking at different, <laughs> different buildings and stuff. Oh, how nice. They turn it green for St. Patrick's Day. They do have a museum of surgery there that is pretty insane. That was one of the coolest places I went to. Museum of Surgery. Yeah, they I just had they some nice of like, the earliest tools for, for, uh, you know, for different surgeries back in the day. And yeah, now this right here, this, is, uh, this would open up a guy when he was shot by the gangsters back in the day. <laughs> 
But this Stupid isn't about uh, this isn't about surgery. This is about uh, how the news has taken a hit. They're always talking about how there's so much crime in Chicago. All this stuff is happening. Lots of murder. Well, there was this uh, there was a station that was going to investigate a string of robberies that happened that was going on in this neighborhood. Like a news station? Yeah, a news station went to go just do a little story. You know, on this corner, there's been a string of robberies here. And it was going to be on the, you know, the early morning news. This was 5 a.m. And then three men in masks showed up and robbed them of <laughs> all their personal possessions and then stole a camera. So, at gunpoint. And what really sucked is they took all the footage. So they couldn't even do their story. How cool would that story be? If they're like, this is how bad it is. Look at us. We um, we got robbed at gunpoint. Well, so everybody. You're a news station. It doesn't like go to the cloud or anything. I guess not on those cameras. They got that. What's the what's the giant satellite dish on top of the news van doing? If it not transmitting your data, it probably was still uploading. Probably was like nineteen percent done. I mean, you're in the middle of the story. That would be funny. The camera. They never turn it off, and they just get back to their hideout. Where they're going to like rendezvous and, and look over all the goods. It's like we were just talking about dirty work, where they just leave a trail of popcorn all the way back to their house. Well, that happens a lot, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so they identified the victims, 2842. They said they were just outside. Three men drove up in a gray sedan and a black SUV, blocked them off, jacked them from all their shit. No injuries reported. It's kind of crazy because you know, so they they're not, they haven't been caught. They have no suspects. The future, like it, never looks quite like how they predict it. It's always cool looking, but like in RoboCop, when they're like, they're like in, there's like a computer in the kitchen. And it's like a whole console on one whole countertop with like the the black screen with the green text and everything. And you're like, no, it's just going to be much sleeker than that. Like it, it the concept is there, but uh, the execution was done poorly. But then you look at the other side of RoboCop, and you're like, wow, they nailed it. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't feel like we well, live in how, a dystopian future, but how often are, like, news crews getting robbed? Well, that's how, yeah, so many of those movies are like that, where it's like a horoscope, where they can, you can hit a whole bunch of stuff, and then, you know, yeah. you don't, you're not going to hit everything. Sure. You're like, all right, our cars aren't flying, but they got the self-driving part right, and we're yeah. still figuring it out. It's just kind of like the difference is the reason why it's not exciting for us. It's like... It's like watching someone lose weight when you see them every single day versus you haven't seen this person in a year, and it's a total transformation. We're watching each clunky, goofy step. We're watching (laughs) each different pedestrian get killed by a robot AI lift driver, you know, that they're testing out. And we get to see, uh, you know, this this car just drove a bunch of teens off a cliff accidentally. (laughs) Elon Musk is like, sorry, bros, get sued for a bunch, and then they move on. Um, is it Phoenix or Tucson has like the straight up like self driving Ubers now? I think it was Phoenix where that person got killed. It just didn't recognize they were crossing in a crosswalk. Yeah, and just bam. But that's like Johnny Cab's Total Recall shit. You're like, but there's just they thought there would be like a people would want like a robot guy sitting in the driver's seat. Like, hey, how you folks doing? Where are you off to tonight? It's like, no, it's just don't do an app. Don't fucking talk to me. Yeah, it's not as charming. And anyway, I don't like it when it gets charming. I don't like those. Uh, I know a lot of people don't have them, but we have those. Uber Eats delivery little, yeah. you know, remote control guys, and they all have names, and people get so excited. They're like, oh, Tasha, Tasha. Oh, my God. No, I don't want it to be, because I'll always know it's a robot, right? And I take things apart for a living. Like, I understand what's making this thing work, and I talk to, like, I, my girlfriend gets mad at me the way this I talk to the, the Google scene. Home. Like, just talking about Google Home. Like, no, shut up. Like, she's like, don't talk to her like that. It's, I'm like, it's not a her. 
But I'm scared for like the next generation, like my nephews and shit, that are just going to grow up. Yeah, you just had a Google Home, and they think of it as a person or like something with a personality. They're not going to find it. Oh, my nephew, they uh, just got one of those i, you know, the the Roomba vacuum. Yeah, and he was freaked out by it, and he still has this fear and love of it. But my sister just cut out eyes and glued it to the top, and they call him Smiley now, and he's obsessed. He was out, <sighs> he, he was out here visiting, and he's just like, you know, asking. It's like all he cares about: where's my mom, and where's Smiley. It's fucking unreal. But he's still Can't scared of it. it. He'll like follow it around the house, but then when he gets close to his toes, he runs away. <laughs> and he's like, careful, uncle, the vacu- robot vacuum will get you. So yeah. he knows it's going to take over. He he feels it in his heart, but he can't fight it because just what he was raised on. Yeah, or people, yeah, giving those, it's giving like, the AI AI food delivery this is the right away, people like getting out of their way for him. And yeah, and identifying them as, yeah, we're screwed. For those kids, it's like... um for dinner just having like half of a can of corn a slice of meatloaf and a glass of whole milk i'm like man i just (laughs) this is what i'm used to but i know it's not good for me fucking christ kids with ipads they're entering the workforce now the chicken nugget world well everything has been condensed where i've that's one change from uh growing up is kids have more choice in what they eat like i see a lot of parents where it's like oh you guys are going to like three different places you know they yeah sure they'll, they'll hook them up this is a bummer. It's and fucked up. Back to Chicago. In this month alone, this is the second robbery of a news station crew. <laughs> Do me a favor, Spencer. He's testing out the cameras. Oh, I wanted you to spread your legs real quick. Oh, I, I will. I zoomed right on your crotch. We'll do that after the show. I can't, you know, I can't read the news and spread my legs. Eventually, I will. You know, but right now, I'm an amateur. <laughs> You're going to have to learn to spread your legs if you want to rise in the news I'll biz. I'll get good. I'll get good. Yeah, so this other news crew that got robbed, they weren't actually reporting on a robbery when they got robbed, but uh, the photographer was assaulted and robbed on August 8th, and he was uh, prepping to cover a weekday afternoon news conference on Chicago's west side. And it's just kind of tough times for Chicago mayors in general. Like, Lori Lightfoot came out so strong. She was a black mayor. She was the first openly lesbian mayor, I think. Yeah. And... Usually people who look as scary as her don't get elected because, you know, a good face, people like that. Well, she didn't look that scary. Did you see what she looked like? You see what this bitch used to look like? She looks like uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character in John Wick, his grandma. (laughs) If there are any John Wick fans. Just the grandmother of the fucking... The Bowery King's grandma. the, The king of trash. But it's hard times because Lori Lightfoot was not reelected, and she's like the last, a last mayor to not get reelected since 1983. And then I just wanted to check in on the mayor situation. I just googled, I just googled uh, the word Chicago mayor, and the first article that came up, the first news story was former Sh- Chicago mayor is eating uh, sushi in Fukushima. <laughs> So that that move that politicians do is insane when they're like, oh, yeah, we just had this crazy spill or we had all this anthrax and poison going to the water, but I'm going to take a sip. And they just take a half ass sip. He's doing this move where he's saying, I'm eating the seafood. He's in Japan eating the fish and he's doubling down and saying, my kids and my kids are coming this weekend and I'm going to serve that fish to them, too. 
Yeah, like when Obama went to Flint, Michigan, he's like, "Look, I'll I'll take a sip of your tap water," and he's just like, his glass, his mouth touched the fucking crest. You could just see it all spilling down his chin. <laughs> look at it, though; she didn't look bad going in. Yeah, she didn't. That's true. She fell apart. She's literally—I know it's a hack because it's a meme now—but she literally turned into a Batman villain. She's terrifying. I, well, yeah, she aged a lot. I mean, I guess they all age a lot. She had a tough time. I mean, I guess. Running Chicago during COVID, that would I would probably look like that afterwards. That sounds insane. Well, trying to set yourself up as a total authoritarian, yeah, it'll take some city miles. So hard times for the last handful of mayors. That would that would suck. This this former mayor is the ambassador to uh, ambassador to for Japan now, and now he just has to do like dares like they would do on a crab boat like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta eat this fish you gotta bite the head off the herring or you can't you can't work on our boat yeah because that's part of the deal right like of course you think he said no initially i'm not eating that radioactive fish yeah i'm, uh, I I'm think, not eating that fish oh it's bad for optics though rom sure. emmanuel that's his name rom emmanuel his brother is ari emmanuel who ari gold from entourage is based on like a la super agent they're a powerful family well, you still got to be a bitch and eat the seafood. Yeah, hundred percent. Dang, you still you still have to do you know, power moves, do little dude. Things. Wow. So that's it. Yeah, be careful uh, if you're a news crew in Chicago. You're gonna get your ass jacked. That's two in a month. All right, I got um. Hmm. You know what? Let's give it. Get ready. It is now time for Turkmenistan news update. What the fuck's up? They're coming after our devil hole, folks. Don't let it happen. The gateway to hell leaks so much methane, scientists want it plugged. Over my dead body. How are you going to plug a giant fiery hole? It's coming through the soil. These fucking, these these green freaks. First, they're going to come for uh, my my internal combustion engine. These these dorks that don't know how to drive a six speed want to take away the fun of driving a car. Fucking no, oh, yeah. I mean, that's, they're they're you know it's they're it's being, they're they're very successful. At it's a nightmare, and in fact, it's not only now affecting your car like, funds going down. The demolition um, derby. How, how much longer does the demolition derby? Have? Not long, not long at all. Because you're going to eventually demo all the cars that you can derby. Fifty and, years. It's just it's going to become an elitist rich sport instead of being a white trash sport. It's just going to completely switch. They're and become only like billionaires. In, yeah, will... they're endangered. Like the the non Fukushima tuna. Yeah, they're, it's going to become more and more expensive, and there's only going to be so many Chevy Novas left that haven't been demoed in a derby. And then and then what? And then what? Where Prius am I? Demolition derby. Well, I guess then. Different level of mechanics are going to figure out how to soup up cars. You know, well, they already have, but the problem is, the the, the entire concept is is flawed from the jump because it takes like you have to drive an electric vehicle like thirteen years to break even on the carbon emissions just because of what it takes to make the battery. So they think they just buy something off the lot. They're like, I'm doing good starting today. It's like, no, you need so just leave our cars alone to begin with. We don't need all this. Uh, sure, forget the fact that it's like all you're, these games. You're complicit in like actual slavery. There's more slaves now than that have ever been, and they're the ones like it's children digging out like toxic shit with their fucking bare hands. They don't have shoes, and they're just like carrying cobalt on their shoulders, so yeah. you can feel good about your car. That gets charged. By the way, how you charge the battery that fucking kills the environment is using coal power on the city grid. You dumbasses. 
read a book. <laughs> read a fucking book, you dorks. Read a coal book. It's no good. Coal is bad. I was reading this story. I forget Except where. Except for but... that clean coal that Trump was talking about, but uh, he never showed up with that. One of those... Uh... One of those third tier cities, I forget what it was like Phoenix or Minneapolis or something. They tried converting like part of their city fleet to uh, electric, like their buses and shit. And they charged them one time and the city inspector showed up. He goes, Hey, what's going on over here? And they're like, What? And he's like, You just this location, we just tracked it down, just used half the the power the city uses in like a month. <laughs> it's just it's like, Oh, we just charged our vehicles over month overnight. Yeah, so. drop, just dropping the boys off downtown. Yeah, just a, the morning school bus rounds. You're saying that's gonna cripple our grid? No. Maybe we should have ran the numbers first. <laughs> yeah, I'm still going peanut oil. I've got to deal with In-N-Out. Yeah, I've been, I still drive an old diesel Mercedes. <laughs> That's why I drive a fucking, the, the old pickup truck, the 56 Chevy from fucking a Steinbeck buck. It's just got, it's no bed. It's just like wooden stakes keeping stuff in the back. Just rolling coal, baby. We got a... With a dog in the back. So one, it doesn't even fall out. These dorks are now attacking our, uh, our double hole. So I don't know if this is... Um, I don't know. Maybe they could be agents of the Vatican trying to stop the devil from getting out, but I don't know. Yeah, they probably have pull over there. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's Kazakhstan or Turkmenistan. They're surrounded by Kazakhstan, Azerbaijan. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there's definitely some Christian influence compared to their neighbors for sure. But I don't know how you're going to fill in a devil hole. How do you, you can't stop a fire. How much holy water you got? <laughs> you got to like, Drill adjacent and start a bigger fire elsewhere so you can put that out and then hopefully put out the small... I don't know how the fuck to do it. I'm not a scientist, but... Yeah, he's on his way. He's got ideas. Except too bad he doesn't want to put the fire out, so quit uh, spilling your ideas out there. But also, so here's the thing, is they're saying... The Vatican might listen to this and they're going to be like, oh, side fire. Only one guy came out from the University of Chicago, funny enough. Um, Rush... Universe, sorry, Chicago Rush University. Probably not as prestigious. But... Um, this guy went over the whole setup of the crater, and he's like, good fucking luck, basically. He's like, he's like, it's actually better that he's, he's it's there burning. for like six days and has all these demands. He's like, I'm going to need three people. I'm going to need five pencils, all this stuff. And yeah. then he's like, you're fucked. He wanted to go walk in away. It. He wanted to go walking in it. He oh, he's one of those extreme fire walkers? He tried to visit, and he was like, can I get in there? And they're like, gosh, it's, it's Turkmenistan. They're like, for sure. Can like, I we'll figure it out. real quick? <laughs> <laughs> the only way we, you can't just climb in, but if you crash your uh, if you if you crash your Polaris in there, <laughs> yeah, your fucking your Raptor vehicle, then you know it happens. So he he they don't let him go in. He, they can't figure out a safe way because it's hottest around the rim, and the, except for like in the middle where there's the biggest fire where it's coming out. But um, he's like, it's actually a good thing because it's letting off methane, which like is twenty times worse than carbon. And if you let it burn, it just turns into carbon. So these dorks, even if they get their wish and they figure out somehow to stop this fire, it's just going to pollute the environment more. It's going to have a second life. And... <laughs> so they're going to have to, like, because they've already started this fight. Like, I'm seeing tons of publicity on it. They're trying to put out this devil hole. But if they get their, their goal, then it's actually going to be worse for the environment. Damn. These fucking nerds. Just because, what? Because, what, you don't you, don't, you don't know like... who it is who's trying to shut it down? It's climate nerds. That's all it says. It gives me like three different representatives. Does it say from the actual group? No. Um, it just says climate activists or another activist, and it'll give her name or whatever. 
but it's all people and it's those oh jody from fucking new york city it's like yeah keep you're from new york city you got no idea how we live around devil holes all right why don't you keep your big city politics to yourself i wonder if gerbanks is whining and dining these people like all right i'll change their mind i bet i'll play them some music i'll take them to the nicest clubs i'll show them the whitest cars we'll s- <laughs> <laughs> to go and one, they, and they'll have a change of heart. <laughs> to go one level deeper, it's actually kind of they've done like an audit, and they're actually saying now that they should actually. There's tons of these holes leaking methane all over Turkmenistan, and the solve should actually be lighting all of them on fire. Cool. <laughs> what a draw. <laughs> What a tourist draw. Yeah, for Gerbangs, for sure, because he's like, yeah, let's get a look, because he just likes his name just in the headlines. all these fire pits all over. Imagine just driving and just seeing huge devil holes everywhere you look. Or just a flyover, you know what I mean? Let me just book oh, Hong okay. Kong to fucking Paris real quick, just so I can look out the window for about an hour and see nothing but possibly the location of the arising of the Dark Lord. And it'll probably bring a lot of film industry who just want to, you know, film real-life-looking oh, yeah, apocalyptic scenes. Yeah, and, Terminator 7 yeah. and Dune 5. Anything that involves hell. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, apocalyptic society. Oh, yeah, I was thinking big picture, but yeah, you can go, like, um, maybe we can do that. We can liaise, being Hollywood guys ourselves. We're, t- we're already here. We can have some lunches. We know the lingo, and we're also fans of Turkmenistan. You guys know... Green light, devil hole. Light them up. I know we threw our hats in the ring not too long ago about being some type of ambassador, and I think the opportunity is arising. Still waiting for a response. No, nah, it's fine. I just haven't checked my Twitter in a while. I'm sure they've reached out. But if not, Sirdar, Gerbangs, any of the crew, any of the Berdumumedovs, I mean, I, I say your name pretty good, don't don't I? I learned your name. I think we have a track record that we're, we're pretty loyal here, and we want to get you paid, all right? I'll make sure all the... Listen, I work on movie sets, right? All crew vehicles already white. Nice. Panel vans, set deck trucks, grips, rigging. We can swap out the tractor trailers, but the trailers, the box, belly boxes, we have to paint the lift gates white. But we'll, they might—they might be a little—they might be lenient on trailers too. I don't know if it, you know they—they they might have. Let me know. I just—I'm just—I'm—I'm I'm thinking cars, of these things. Express yourself with your trailers. I think that's fair. But, have at it. But I'm open to accommodations, Gerbangs. So let's make this happen. Uh, Lucifer season nine or whatever bullshit is on ABC. I will make that happen, Gerbangs. Just let me know. Reach out. I don't, you can probably do it yourself. You don't even have a liaison. Your son just fired half the government. Think of how nice this sounds. Listen, Gerbangs. Turkmenowood. Oh. It just rolls off the tongue. You got Bollywood? Bolly- just rolls off. Bollywood and Nollywood are technically higher grossing than Hollywood these days, I believe. So you. It's not like you're beating Hollywood. It's like you're on the top of the mountain, but you can get your head in the game for sure. There's money left on the table. And we we hate to see that happen to our boys on the other side of the mountain. Let's talk tax breaks. Oh, the taxes. You can go non-union. You guys will be cleaning up. You know what? Me and Spencer on our flight, we're going to have some checked baggage because we're both bringing a bunch of rakes just to gather all that money. All right? We got... That's about it. Oh, I do have some stats that I d- didn't have on the, the Devil Hole prior that these people are giving. Because um, they're trying to <laughs> really drive home the point of how bad of a problem this is. This is a giant fucking hole. And I'm just, like, reading the stats going, like, sick. That's the biggest fucking Devil Hole I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking definitely fucking rules. Their stats are getting you more pumped. <laughs> 229 feet wide and 65 feet deep. It looks measly because there's no scale to give it. But that's essentially like a six-story apartment building. (laughs) 
Yeah, it looks like just one of those meteors. That's like Meteor a, f- crater. a 40 unit building. But it's just the devil hole. What are you going to do about that, climate nerds? Go save the whales or something. Don't you have better shit to do? Yeah, go get on that boat and spray the Chinese whalers with hoses. Oh, now you don't like the devil, you liberal nerds? <laughs> oh, now you don't like the devil? It used to be cool, huh? Maybe that's what they're doing. They, they want to change the location. They think it's too much of a distraction. The devil's going to be like, well, obviously, when I rise, I'm going to rise here. But they have, like, other plans in, like, Washington, D.C. or New York City somewhere. Hollywood. It seems like Satan should come here. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, if it's not Hollywood. Um, New Orleans? Yeah. I'd hate for it to be, like, Pasadena. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he's the devil. He can go anywhere he wants. But I would think it would be... Vegas seems too on the nose. Sure. Because those are people coming in and out and just being bad in that one location. But here in Hollywood, they're just being bad. Bad boys and girls all day long. Yeah, and I'm not necessarily happy about the devil rising. You know, not a good guy. But He's going to Jared Leto's house. Oh, for sure. He's going to have a tea at, at Leto's. But, <laughs> but also... Um, but if he comes out, like, if he's just using it as a portal and the devil comes in, like, fully formed, it's like, you're not, I'm not going to stop him. You know what I mean? I might as well, you know, be the first to the story. But if you guys keep an eye on the devil hole, if a baby is just one day just sitting in the devil hole, just kill the baby. Try. Yeah. Try. <laughs> Please. Try. At least try to kill the baby. <laughs> if there's just an infant yeah, and he's impervious sitting. to the flames, do the world a favor and do your part. Because I, I bet you, you know what's worse for the climate? Probably be the devil. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, probably yeah. just going to let factories do whatever they want, and people will die, and rivers will run red with the blood of his enemies. He just brings cigarettes back and coal mines. Oh. just brings back all the industries. Look, now you're talking me into it. Yeah. <laughs> you smoke inside again? Smoke inside. Pennsylvania's back. Sick. <laughs> Gives women more rights. Oh, no. The world's going to fall apart. <laughs> I wonder how he worked. Yeah, he was tricky. He's tricky. He's tricky. That if you've seen Bedazzled, which I have, trust me, <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley, she's she's got her monkey paw too up her sleeve. What do you got? I got a gloves on. Oh no! I mean, this is uh, just. Oh man, this just seems so cruel. All right, so. The mysterious attacks began on July 11th. (laughs) Strange beings, locals said, visiting an isolated indigenous community in Peru. Uh, The strange beings were harassing harassing the the community and attempted to kidnap a 15-year-old girl. Oh, no. That's never good. The people in the village said, these gentlemen are aliens. They seem armored like the Green Goblin from Spider-Man. <laughs> so it's, cr- it's so crazy that they, they can still Diablo. be that isolated, but still have caught <laughs> Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. James Franco's hot. Well, it was fresh in their minds. It just got to theaters down in the Amazon. <laughs> There's that story that Kramer, Michael Richards always tells about how he just went to some, like, jungle somewhere to get away from Seinfeld, and he said he followed a cord into some hut, and they were all watching Seinfeld together. (laughs) So they tried to kidnap a 15-year-old girl. They looked like the Green Goblin. One local said, I have shot one twice, and it didn't fall. Instead, it elevated and disappeared. That's an alien. That's what the leader of the indigenous Ikutu group, living in the northwestern province, Mana's Mana's province, I feel like in that... Dumb and dumb. 
what was that scene? Anyway, we're frightened by what's happening in the community. Their color is silver, their shoes are round in shape, and with those, they rise up. They float one meter high and have a red light on their heel. Their heads are long, their mask is long, and their eyes are sort of yellowish, like the Green Goblin. I'm thinking more like this is like uh, some type of super soldier shit. They're just trying it out on these lowly tribes people. Well, news got out quickly. It spread. All these skeptics and, you know, people on the internet just analyzed the videos trying to figure out was it an alien? Was it real? What's um, that? Is that guy got a skull for the a The sighting showed up right after the congressional hearings on, you know, on UFOs. That's why I find it all and kind of convenient. opening and, well, you'll find out. The Peruvian Navy got involved. The police got involved. And they're ten, it's a 10-hour boat ride from these people. That's how isolated they are. And then they found out that all it was was people from... An, it, there was just illegal gold miners who were just fucking with them. So how'd they levitate? They just had some rocket pack. Ladies who attempted... The kidnapping is crazy, but they wanted <laughs> no, they to... They just had a jetpack. Also real, we found out recently. So this area where all these indigenous people live... Well, I mean, all the indigenous people always just move onto prime land where they always are like, hey, we got to get to whatever's below you. You guys aren't using all the... You guys use the whole buffalo. Yeah, yeah. But we use all the ground. <laughs> deep, deep ground. Well, at that point, you would just follow them around wherever they settle. You're just like, all right, kick them off, dig there. Well, it says, this can't be that uncommon to see these people. This is probably how they found out about Spider-Man. 80% of illegal gold dredging in this region is located in the Nene River Basin, which is where they are. And then uh, a local teacher who witnessed the attack said they were using state-of-the-art technology like thrusters that allow people to fly. After he looked them up on Google, he believed they were jetpacks. There are no arrests. And there's no name or you know mention of whatever organization is doing this, but they claim they've destroyed 110 dredging operations and 10 illegal mining camps just in 2023. Yeah, but that's kind of right. That's the cost you pay. You know what I mean? There's not like a complicit agreement there. But if you want to watch Spider-Man, there's certain societal costs that need to happen. Right? You need industry to like make all the materials that make making a movie possible. You can't enjoy Spider-Man and still be removed from all of its costs, which are Jetpacks fucking in up your, village. your natural environment. <laughs> well, to be fair, we got to find out how these people came upon Spider-Man. Did they want to watch Spider-Man? Did some weird miner who was trying to get laid well, these guys roll are... up and be like, hey, you ever seen, you know, uh, Tobey Maguire? <laughs> Tobey Maguire? Do you know Tobey? Um, I love brothers. He's lying. No one liked brothers. We got uh yeah, but if they're ten hours from boat, which by the way is about two and a half hours in a car, let's let's get real by a jeep. But if they're that secluded, yeah, but if you can't get there by a jeep, sure. But if they're that secluded, then I'm imagining it's like uh, how Navy SEALs like on the front lines would like go encounter villages first, and you give them like Hershey's bars and yeah, you come stock with presents. You just have a hustler, hustler and butterfingers. Because that's a, that is a game changer. If you bring them like one of those portable DVD players. With like with the little flip, flip up, up screen, screen? Yeah. yeah, yeah, card fucking absolute road trip classic. Just pop yourself in the third row, watch fucking Spider Man, or just give them a loaded iPad. That's what I was thinking. You just is, give them an iPad with a 
Well, as many movies as it'll fit. Just a little solar charger, let that become their god, and meanwhile you're just doing things over here. They're all worshipping the iPad playing fucking I mean, yeah. season three of New Girl. What the, what the, <laughs> the Navy, they're just really into America's Got Talent. But yeah, what the Navy SEALs do, that's what, that's what all the missionaries do. They just show up and they're like, oh, you want some cool shoes? You want a Looney Tunes t-shirt? Well, what they, ha- what they and do... And a Bible? Historically, what they do is they show up and they're like, hey, here's some chocolate. And then people are like, yeah, that was good, but we get it. You're not getting any of our shit. And they go, okay, it's cool. We'll be back. And they'll, they'll be back with like blankets or jewelry or something. And if they don't bite on that, then they come back with like heroin. And they just get your whole population hooked on some fucked up shit so they can take advantage of you. Then they start talking. Yeah, so let's just be happy these villagers aren't on heroin, all right? Yeah, they're just uh, having these... this crazy uh, gorilla gold mining operation just going nuts <laughs> with their toys. Their lives probably aren't easy either. You ever think about that? The gold miners? Being a gorilla gold miner? No, that's got to be tough. In Peru? Oh, my gosh. There's probably, like, all these little secret separatist army camps all over the place. Then you got, like, dudes with spears who are just trying to live like it's a thousand years ago. Yet they know the Green Goblin reference. That's, that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> But yeah, it just seems so mean. You're just picky on these people. It's not uh, Diablo Verde. Uh, yeah, you know, let's... Uh, I mean, it's better than going and killing them. I mean, maybe they just like, we're just going to scare them. They'll run away. They'll set up camp somewhere else. We can dredge. Yeah. You know what, like, uh, uh, what the Viet Cong used to do? Is it when the sun would go down, they'd get all up close to, like, the fence of, like, your fort or your guard post or whatever, and they'd have, like, uh, megaphones, and they would just hook up your boys screaming. So dudes, they'd capture, they'd torture them and hook it up to a megaphone. So you just hear them right outside your camp, just torturing your boys all night. Get them all fired up. Okay, uh, you're getting them fired up, but also dudes are like, I'm going to get them. Oh, but I don't want to step outside that fucking fence. Holy shit, not these people that. are scary. Don't go. Man, these guys are tricky. Yeah, not fun. Speaking of getting them hooked on heroin, they got oh, them yeah. hooked. They got our boys hooked. Yeah, but there were some entrepreneurs made out of it. And once again, a nice Hollywood movie, so... A lot of nice Hollywood movies. A lot of nice Hollywood movies. Ooh. Ton and of great Vietnam stuff. Ultimately, I think, I don't know, maybe I'll do the math when I get home, but what we've grossed in Hollywood versus what we spent on the war could potentially be comparable. Because we weren't going crazy with war spending back then. That could have just been a nice penny we've recouped with just, you know, experience. Just whatever. Those boys, they, they went and they had a nice experience, the ones that lived. Some of them came back fine, started business. Some of them, yeah, are still homeless to this day, but it's the price you pay for a platoon. Some are just relatively normal, enjoying that discount at Denny's and, uh, you know, getting their, getting their stuff. Um, getting their bennies. All right, I got a hats off. Hats off to you, sir. Hats off to you, ma'am. This is a lady. We got a large and in charge Florida woman. Who doused herself it's gonna in... going to be good. <laughs> she doused, which when I was going to pull this article back up, because I looked it up on my phone, I went to pull it up on my monitor here, and uh, I, I put Florida woman poured egg on my face. This woman, she clearly she doused, doused herself in Mountain Dew to erase a lot more. DNA a lot and more. evidence after killing her roommate in Daytona Beach. So where else but Daytona? I, didn't they have a hurricane going on? Don't you guys have other shit to worry about? So... Well, they probably she probably ate all her food during the hurricane. Oh. Used the last of her like expensive shampoo. Oh no! And put water in it, thinking uh. she wouldn't notice. <laughs> so basically, this lady. Oh, she's got neck tattoos. Yeah, for sure. There's the lady, which doesn't seem like the type. She has that like uh, looks like she dyed her hair with motor oil. 
like kind of like biker, like motocross guy's girlfriend. Um, She's not as haggard as I would have thought. So during the early morning hours, yeah, what are those numbers? Twenty-one. <laughs> she, ah, she's a, she's really into math. That's cool. Oh, numerology. That could be a Hitler thing. I'm not sure. Two X is twenty-one I, two. 12. I think on her neck does that say Pete's? Pete's lady. Dale's lady. And the yeah. the, the A is an anarchy. So I, and that's a wedding ring. Oh, because that be Dale's. So this lady has a neck tattoo. So she's already property of Dale. Yeah, Dale's old lady. That I think. can't be refuted. It also looks like it's off yeah, center. Yeah, and the Dale's. Yeah, okay. Let's say it is Dale's old lady. The O of old is a wedding ring that he probably never got her or stole. Yeah. Or, the number is twenty-one times two times twelve. That probably equals like some kind of Hitler thing. And to the right of that, it says mercy. Fuck him. Fuck him. I think so. That's a C K and then an E M, an apostrophe E M. Could be lick him. Oh, lick him, stick him, Dale. He knows how to party. So this lady... She's uh, got cool tats. And then she obviously has two <laughs> stars, which every... I mean, every just white trash girl... The nautical stars? Any nautical... Well, those ones aren't nautical, but the nautical stars is what I grew up with. Like, the nautical star tramp stamp. Actually, I think those or are the, stars of David. Or the one on each side. Are those six-pointed stars? It kind of has that shape. She's a member of the tribe. She'd be, she'd be smarter than what this yeah, news article... No. Nah. Looks like they're cloud stars. Oh, yeah. that's sweet. Probably, right. probably for her daughter or so, something that she no longer has custody of. Yeah. <laughs> so during the morning, early morning hours of July 1st at Daytona Beach, police uh, was flagged down by a citizen regarding a fire. Firefighters arrived at the scene. They extinguished the fire and found a man lying on his floor dead. He had blunt force trauma to the back of his head and multiple stab wounds to his torso. He was identified as 79-year-old Michael Carasoli. Per a probable cause affidavit. So right off the bat, 79-year-old Italian guy living in uh, Daytona Beach, right? Or what was it? Yeah, I think you said Daytona. Yeah, Daytona. Daytona. So, uh, and he's got a, a roommate, and she looks like she's, what, in her 30s? So yeah, she's 35? Which, she must moisturize or something, because she's, she's looking all right. Uh, an agency-wide bulletin was put out for Max as a person of interest. An officer found her at a Crystal's restaurant... <laughs> So oh, Crystal's good. Yeah, I mean, that's where I would chill if I was in that neighborhood. If Chris, I had my choice Crystal between Wendy's or Crystal's. is uh, White Castle, but way, way better than White Castle. Yeah, good fries, too. Um, she had no shoes on and had blood on the side of her leg. A portion of the shirt she was wearing... The Mountain had, Dew didn't get the blood off? Now, hang I thought on. she doused. Hang on. A portion of the shirt was... This is when they found her. So this is after the incident. So she, she stabbed her roommate to death, her 79-year-old male roommate. She stabbed him to death. And then I presumably set the house on fire to hide all the evidence. But somebody flagged down the fire, and the firefighter showed up and easily put out this measly fire, she said. (laughs) So destroying evidence, strike one, Crystal. So uh, a a piece of her T-shirt had been torn or cut off, and uh, the portion had blood on it. Uh, When officers approached her, she dropped a knife and a hammer she was carrying. (laughs) Not looking good for Crystal. So double-fisted weapons. The guy was... There was a knife found next to his body. So she stabbed him to death and then had another knife, which is not suspect. I have a knife on me right now. I think most grown men should have a pocket knife. But (laughs) where this falls apart is the hammer. I do not have a hammer on me. No. I Actually, I have tools. It's very good to have multi-tools on you. Yesterday, I was somewhere, and I realized I needed a Phillips head, and I was like, oh. Yeah. 
It's classic. In my I, center console. I've I, got a multi-tool of the Phillips head. I deliberately keep tools in my car. You helped me jump my car not long ago, and I thank God I had a screwdriver in my trunk. Yeah. Like, just basic toolkit. In my basic toolkit, I do not have a hammer. No needs. No, I'm not hammering anything in my car. Unless Let you're me a... hammer this wheel back on. <laughs> All right, I fixed the flat. Let's hammer it back on. Also, they don't say what kind of hammer, which is why I don't like the ignorance of news reporters. Because back in my day, say like a Cy Hirsch or like one of these real... Uh, these journalists worth their salt, one of these journos, uh, would have said what kind of hammer? You know, is it a claw hammer? Is it a framing hammer? Is this because that makes the story much better? Well, was ball it a ball peen? That's a good murder hammer, right? Yeah, was she annealing a, a sword perhaps, or was it a, a blacksmith's hammer? It was like a 12 pound hammer. <laughs> but what if she was wearing overalls, the carpenter's overalls with the hammer with the slot? hammer loop? That wouldn't hammer loop, yeah, that wouldn't be suspicious, not at all. It was like 3.30 in the morning, which is suspect to have a hammer, but what if she's working night shift? It's the summer. She doesn't want to frame that house in the hot peak of the sun. Exactly. When you, in the summer in Phoenix, you start at 3 in the morning. <laughs> she denied knowing the victim and said she was homeless. She also denied carrying a knife and a hammer, which is <laughs> immediately, because they say the cops rolled up on her at a crystal. She, was, she immediately dropped a knife and a hammer. She denied having a knife and a hammer. No. It's like, no, that knife and that hammer were sitting in this crystals, this empty crystals at 3.30 in the morning when I got here. Well, that's, that's like every cops episode. You see on camera, you, you, even you as, as the viewer see them throw the drugs. <laughs> then they say they didn't throw the drugs or, you know, the like, it's in your hat. Oh, I borrowed my friend's hat, man. Or the guy who had the joint in his ear, the class, cop's classic. Yeah. Talking to this guy for like five minutes. He's like, nope, never smoke, wouldn't touch this stuff. He's like, oh, well, hang on one second. And he just pulls a joint out from behind his ear, and he just goes, oh, man. Oh. <laughs> uh, she later admitted to being his roommate, but denied seeing him on the day he was killed. Mm, not looking great. You should have fessed up about the knife and the hammer, and maybe they'd believe you. Well, saying, going from, that's always a classic, no, I've never met her, to... And we have footage of them going to motel weekly. You know, that guy, it's like, well, we had a relationship. By the time they get back to the, they take her back to the police station, she, her story changes again, saying, uh, in regard to the knife and the hammer, she often carried items like that. That's the last they touch on in the article about the knife and the hammer. <laughs> it's just, she sold it. Now she's going like... She sold it. You know what? Actually, I carry that kind of stuff all the time, a knife and a hammer. Never gave reasoning. She, like, but the way the news article re- lets it read is like... Oh, that was a reasonable explanation. Just like, oh, as a matter of fact, you know, Next I, I, subject. I often carry a knife and a hammer. Also, in terms of spe- not specifying the hammer, they don't specify the knife either. That's a huge, huge red flag. Is, is this a steak knife? Is this a, like a nice $60 entry-level Spyderco? No, those situations, it's always just the knife in the butcher's block. You know, it's, it's always those. A bread knife? It's never like a knife guy's knife. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, never is... like a cool camo knife with your I don't know your brother gave to you with your initials etched in the blade <laughs> yeah just like a, a gold eagle embossed in a wood handle yeah. that like your grandpa gave you <laughs> yeah I do I have a lot of sentimental knives yeah. well escorting Max to the patrol car detectives informed her that they would be collecting her DNA it was then that she asked the police for a drink and requested Mountain Dew they gave her diet Mountain Dew oh that's why it didn't work Oh, that's why I was immediately, so they began to procrastinate, or she began to procrastinate while drinking the soda. When a detective tried to grab the soda from her, she doused herself with it, pulling, pouring it all over her hair and body, trying to interfere with possible evidence on her body. She then began pulling and kicking at the officers as they tried to secure her in the vehicle, the affidavit stated. So she requested a Mountain Dew. 
presumably take some sips of it. In her mind, Mountain Dew is strong enough to destroy evidence. Mountain Dew is up there with the likes of like ammonia and bleach and like well, <laughs> house, yeah, well, go, household cleaning acids. I don't know how she grew up, but well, I grew up in fear of Mountain Dew because ever since I was like seven, I was told it shrunk your dick big time. Like, it'll make it you was, sterile. It'll make you sterile. Shrink. Yeah, people have used Mountain Dew as birth control. My stepdad loves Mountain Dew. He drank like two or three a day for at least a decade. Um, how many kids does he have? Three, six, ten, including stepkids. No, not stepkids. He's I'm got talking three, about him being sterile. He's got three of his right. loins. So he's not sterile. Yeah, he's fine. Was he drinking the dew pre? No, well, this is stupid logic. Uh, there are plenty well, he... of dew drinkers who have lots of kids. Yeah, of course. Um, I just personally found it. A, I drink. Know, uh, I'd have a do every now and then, but I, I I took it as a personal principle to just stay away from fluorescent liquids. Yeah, yeah. I guess I I didn't drink it when I was young. So uh, yeah, I'm a Coke man. <laughs> the detective uh, it makes your dick bigger. Because I've been drinking Coke my whole life, <laughs> and as I've grown, my dick's gotten bigger. So I'm gonna need to see some evidence, but uh, we'll pull up some photos. That's after this. gonna be on the Patreon. We'll hit up your mom, grab some bath photos. Also on the Patreon. Overlay them on an overhead projector, and <laughs> we'll have to rent some space at an elementary school. <laughs> yeah, Patreon. Excuse me, do you guys sublease classrooms for like an hourly basis? We have an experiment. Can we tape up the windows though? We just have a no. You no no one from your staff can be here unless they're cool. You got a hand truck, just a full dolly full of like milk crates full of two liters of Coke, and you're wearing a fucking like you're about to go swimming, like in a fucking speedo, and you're in a separate classroom doing it with Mountain Dew, (laughs) and we compare the results in the science lab. Well, no, I yeah, we also need Pepsi because it'd be the yeah we need the the spiritual successor of the Pepsi challenge. So on July 28th, the detective... Like that documentary, <laughs> Seven and Up, where they follow people their whole lives. We just check in every few years and just take measurements on their dick. Yeah, it'll be like a Link Ladder movie where we just, we just stay in this little boy's life for like <laughs> for a decade and see if his dick gets bigger. Twin brothers, one on Pepsi, one on Coke. Yeah, we're, we're still dude, in pre-production, though, because we, we need to invent a device that accurately measures cock size. Is it volume? Is it length plus girth, like a FedEx package? Who knows? Uh, so they received the DNA results, and it was, in fact, her blood in the apartment as well as her blood, her DNA on the knife next to the victim. Yeah, but she lived there. She was probably making, like, a meth sandwich right before She was probably that. making, like, a mimosa or a mojito or something, cutting up some limes with that knife. And then this, this jerk decides to stab himself in the back seven times. <laughs> And set himself on fire afterwards. Yeah, and in the whole ruckus, he fucking idiot, he's 79 years old, stabs himself in the back, loses his balance. He grabs this lady's shirt, tears it off of her while she's just trying to help. This is a whole ordeal. She she goes outside to call the cops, but then her whole house, or no, maybe this. This is me, Sherlock Holmes in the whole situation. She goes to the kitchen to use the landline, but she knows there's a... this whole inter- altercation, she was trying to help the guy who was stabbing himself. She forgot she left something on the stove. Now the fire has started. She has so to she, leave the house. She goes down she to the can, crystals. She can only get her, her two most precious items, which is her knife and hammer. Of course. And she leaves the house. It was her grandfather's hammer. She leaves all the, you know, all the social security cards and everything else. That's what she should have done. She, she's sitting at a crystals at 3.30 in the morning with a knife and a hammer sitting on the table. All of the front of house staff is now in the kitchen because they're scared of what's going to happen. 
when the cops walked in, she should have said, finally, you guys, I've been calling for I've hours. I've been waiting for you guys. Yeah, I've been waiting. My house is on fire. Let's go stop this. This is a good lesson that uh, all this bad stuff on today's program, like uh, the robberies in Chicago, this, all happening around 3.34 in the morning. Four in the morning is uh, the scariest time to be outside in L.A., I feel like. Oh, for Anytime sure. Anytime I'm out at four in the morning, I'm seeing a bunch of shit I don't want to see. Oh, yeah. it's um, I've seen dudes just, like, standing next to a parking meter, like, facing the street, just shooting heroin, like, somewhere into their hip area. <laughs> just like, hey, man, good morning. Flaunting it. Where I just got you? an early call time. I'm just gonna, I just thought I'd walk down to the corner and get a bagel, but I guess I'm just going to watch this guy do heroin right in front of me. Oh, man. All right. Uh, what do you got? It's your turn. I got one last quickie. Ooh. There was a gentleman who was doing... Oh, this is a hats off. Hats off. Hats off to you, sir. We like to do the, like, hey, you did something bad, but you did it in a cool way, so we're giving you hats off because you got away with it or something. This guy didn't get away with anything. In fact, I'm pretty anti-narc, anti-tattletale rat or whatever, but Good. in this situation, I'm pro rat because this guy was driving on the highway late at night noticed there was a car driving the wrong direction on the highway almost knocked him off the road so we called the cops saying i'm going northbound there's a guy going the wrong direction scared the shit out of me you guys gotta get him and then 10 minutes later they pulled the guy over who's going the wrong way down the road and he's like, oh, do you know why I'm being pulled over? He goes, yeah, because I'm driving the wrong way. And then he said, <laughs> the guy said, recognized the voice and said, aren't you the guy who called about it? And he said, yeah, like a dumbass. I thought the other car was driving the wrong way. <laughs> and so he was drunk as shit. And his mind being like a good Samaritan person, which is a great feeling like when you're drunk and something happens and you're elevated in that way. So you're like convinced you're just like this wonderful person. This guy's just like, look at me, look at me helping out. Just intermittently veering out of his lane. And then he almost kills a fucking guy. And then he's just like, oh, these fucking jokers. I'll show him. He's just like scrambling. It's that classic case of like, he's just not his hand still on the wheel, but he's like digging on the like passenger side floorboards for his cell phone that he dropped. (laughs) trying to find his cigarettes or pills so he can take a bump. It also didn't make sense because the way the highway was set up, he was saying, like, the car was going the wrong way, and it made him, like, swerve out of the way. But uh... (laughs) this jerk made me swerve out of the way. (laughs) He's going the wrong way. And he just didn't get it. That's that's like a whole plot line of the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles where they they get on – they're not drunk, but they get on – they're going the wrong way, and their response when someone tells them – John Candy's like, how does he know where we're going? And he's like, you're going the wrong way. He's like, how does he know where we're going? You're drunk. So that's just a great... Uh, how old know. is this guy? I don't know. I didn't really do much much research. Let's see how quickly I can find So, I mean, it. if he's 30, that's funny. If he's like 60, that rules. He was, it was in Nebraska, which checks out because it's like in this time, he only saw one other car. So he probably would have been fine. Yeah, I can't... Uh... I don't know. What's his name? I wasn't even going to do this one. He had his brights on, man. He almost ran me off the road. That was gnarly. That was like a lot, the driver said. And then they released footage. You know, you can listen to the tape. It's really funny. Yeah, I'd love to hear the 911 call. Do you know why you got pulled over? Yeah. I was on the wrong side of the road. I must have missed an exit. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then he says, yeah, it turns out it was you. Yeah, like a dumbass. Yeah, it doesn't say his age, man. But you know what's kind of a gloves off? He was only he was only point zero eight, so he was barely over the legal limit. I know, but this is where like I could legally drive hundred miles an hour. I should I should be able to. I'm very competent. I know what I'm doing. This and that. But for the general public, you know what I mean. You've got to enforce some type of guideline. So I think if you can drink and drive and do it safely, you know what I mean. It's whatever. I, it's like uh, a lot ne- of people do. You'll never get stats on like coke and heroin use because so many people do it successfully just in the daytime as like their vice. You know what I mean? You only you only get the bad stats. But this guy, if if he's only at a point oh eight, this is almost to prove my point is that he should not get that privilege of driving buzz. Well, sure, he blew it absolutely, and this, I should, it should be a lifetime ban now if. You're in some type of fucking whatever, some he's checklist shown. or he's so, shown something. He's shown he can't roll. He can't Cause, hang. Because now the legal limit for him should be like .04 or something. If he's driving in the wrong lane and he's so drunk that he's reporting it, that he's, means he's, .08 is like the legal limit, but he's on the border of being fine. He's clearly not fucking fine. Yeah, he should have to be zero zero. I mean, he's, he's, had, he's had two angry orchards and he's calling the cops on himself. Yeah. So that's that's rough. I think I don't mind the sobriety tests, like field sobriety tests, because that's actually a decent gauge of if you're hammered or not. If you the, can the, hang. Yeah, it's like, oh, this guy blew a 2.0 and he still walked a straight line and then ripped the alphabet backwards. Like, let him fucking go. Then told me about his bitch ex-wife for 30 minutes. Oh, we got video? Going the wrong way. Calling on himself. Also, was he British? He's clearly in the wrong lane. There's not a lane left of him. Yeah, he's a Brit in Nebraska. Boy, and, mate, uh, I was just going to check on the cows. A real fresh out of water story. Yeah, was, that made him Australian for Yeah, there's reason. not that much of that story. He just, uh, real drunk and bro-y, like, oh, you got me like a dumbass. Like, didn't even seem that bummed about it. You know, so, which is, is what a point eight is. When you're at point zero eight, you're in a pretty <laughs> good mood. It's also, You're it's, not doing the, like, fuck you pig move yet because yeah. you, you haven't had enough. It's kind of a cool move, though, to be like to drunk drive and then leave the bar and, and report yourself and see if you can outrun the cops. <laughs> or if he's just how long it takes in his mind, here. if he made the call and soon as he hung, hangs up and then he sees a car go by in the correct lane and goes, holy shit, it's me. Now he's like playing this game where he's like, got to play it cool so that he's not the guy. Yeah, I was actually I started going the wrong way because I was trying to stop the other guy going the wrong way. But then he just hit the nas button and peeled out and that's a good one if you, if you realize before the cop like in between the call and the cop arriving if you're like the cop pulls up you do another one of the chicks sitting in crystals you're like finally he's this way i was following him for you come on boys <laughs> sick him let's go <laughs> oh we brought a canine unit this guy's an animal um that's it that's all we got dunzo dunzo you guys know the deal hats off gloves off is at hogopod i'm at mitchell phillip that's at robot spencer the production team at beam jeremy but at hogopod or at mitchell phillip for comments corrections suggestions uh, requests on updates good old-fashioned hate mail whatever you can muster um not a lot of hate mail i was told uh put it myself on the internet would garner a lot of hate and i'm not seeing it so i'm i'm kind of disappointed in you guys but uh we love you we'll see you next time bye